booms, we head towards the mountain. Actually, before he does that, I look around the market to see if these farmers of note maybe have arrived today with their next shipment mm-hmm. and are at the stalls. So you don't see anybody in the market selling any of the fruit. They're not there today. The uh, anybody who looked like farmerly, there's there's a a, a couple of a people, a couple of guys. They would look like father and son. There's a, a very strong family resemblance between the two of them. The one is, is clearly older, and they are selling. They've got some cheese. They've got some uh, glass bottles of, of milk. They've got some bread. Very simple foodstuffs that they they have produced themselves at their farm. Eggs. Well, um, may I put up a suggestion that some of us check the marketplace and some of us check the blacksmith? Not a bad idea. I think that's a splendid idea. Which one is closest? Yeah. Who's going where? Um, Alright, Lug is going to the blacksmith. Uh, Renthal just kind of idly, like, checks his dagger and says, uh, That's dull. I'll go to the blacksmith. <laughs> Lug is clapping. <laughs> Lug is clapping. Okay. So Ben just nods and starts towards the market stall. Okay. Ben's like ecstatic that he doesn't have to go with <laughs> the bugbear and, and Redfall. <laughs> He's like, alright, this, this worked out perfectly. <laughs> oh, just wait. <laughs> yeah. My thoughts <laughs> exactly. Oh, boy. Um, so we'll do the the market, uh, the farmer's market part first, just to give you guys um, a turn. Uh, so, uh, the <laughs> dragonborn and the tabaxi, uh, again, still like drawing looks from people in the town, um, approach the the stall um, where these two farmers are selling their wares. The the father has his back to you, but the son sees you coming, and he he kind of um, whacks his dad on the shoulder. Like, turn around, like, not only do we have customers, but, like, Dad, I think you'd want to... I don't know what to do here. Oh, Dad! 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 <laughs> yeah. Dad, Dad, Daddy, Dad, Dad, Father, Dad, Dad, Daddy. <laughs> yeah, like that... That... that. I mean, he, he's probably, like, 14, so he's... Uh, he's starting to come of age, but still has that childish, like, oh, my God, I've never... <laughs> I don't know what to do here. Uh, it's a chance for me to make a sale, but I don't like. Do tabaxi speak common? I don't know what to do. I've never, I've never. <laughs> and who's that scary guy with the scales? <laughs> yeah, there's a. Is that an actual dragon, or because I've heard of dragons before, and he probably has like has like drawn lots of pictures of dragons in a journal that he has under his bed. Uh, and he's not really sure what to do right now. <laughs> wow. Um, so... <laughs> and that's a big cat. That's the, that's yeah, a, that is a big-ass cat. <laughs> big cat. Uh, Bing walks up, takes his hat off, does like a little bow. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, dear sirs, we have come here for some uh, for some information that I believe a man of your standing would be able to uh, help us with. Um, the the old man says, uh, "What kind of information you're looking for?" There's these things going on. And there's this place we have to go to. I really wasn't paying attention for details, but there's like a, uh, uh, it's just, uh, and, and he's just like, he like nudges Ben. He's like, come on, tell, tell him, tell him, ask him. We have, we have heard tales of an old abandoned temple or fortress of some time in this area, perhaps up in the mountains and all that. We were just curious if you had heard anything about things such as that in it, where it, where it might be lo- located. And then Bank interjects one more time. It's like, yes, abandoned temple. <laughs> um, so as soon as you mention the mountains and the, the temple, the, the old man... He kind of gets this sour look on his face, and he says, like, he, he kind of like, starts chewing on his lip, and he's like, "Yeah, uh, I heard about heard about that place. Uh, we uh, we don't go near the mountains. Ain't nothing good there. Uh, don't even let the uh, told my boy not even let the herd get near the mountains. Last summer." We lost. Gosh, and he kind of looks at his son. Um, it's like how many, how many had we lose last summer, grazing by the mountains? Uh, and the boy says uh, four. And then, and the old man is like, "Damn shame, too." Were they attacked by something, or did they just disappear? Or? Just healthy one day, grazing out by the mountains. Drop stone dead. Hmm. Those mountains is cursed. Interesting. Cursed mountains would sound like a place that would probably have a temple. Hmm. Now, the local legend of this place, you said you've heard of it. What, what is it called? Uh, he says that uh, he doesn't know. He doesn't know the name, um, but you know every every so often we see we see folks like you coming through here, going up into the mountains, never coming back. I don't know if the legend's got a name. I mean, I didn't go to school or nothing. Or anything. <laughs> <laughs> he gives you a look. <laughs> So have other farmers in the area run into similar issues with the mountainside? Or is it just (sighs) because of your fine dairy herd? He says, uh, you got to talk to the boy about that. Um, Junior, you heard the man. Do you hear anything about this? Uh, And the boy comes up and he tries to like, uh, like puff out his chest, like look bigger than he is, but his voice cracks as soon as he starts talking, <laughs> and he's like, "Um, 
Um. <laughs> the voice cracking effects makes everybody cough. <laughs> Reflexively. He, he would tell you that he heard that uh, the Macquarie farm, um, that they had some crops that they planted uh, along the edge of the mountains. Um, all those all those dried up and died. Um, they couldn't figure out nothing. He heard something about people on the other side of town. Um, they had a pond that they dug near the, or a well. That would make more sense. A well that they dug, um, but the all the water that came out of that, um, any anything that they used to, like anything that they watered out of the well, um, that all went bad. He would have lots of stories like that. Would would your son be able to show us the path of this mountain? Uh, he he puts his hand on the boy's shoulder and like kind of guides him behind him and uh, says, um, "No offense, uh, I not sending not sending him near those mountains. You guys, you all are." Are on your own. I understand, sir. I totally, I totally understand. Um, is there, is there someone in this town who you wouldn't mind if they showed us the way to this mountain? He says, uh, "I'm not, I'm not sending any, anybody off to their death." And he, he kind of points to the distance, and you can you can kind of see the mountain range, the mountains, ways off, like. They're that way. The person running the tavern over there told us about a couple of farmers that come in here every so often, like a couple of weeks or so, that bring in a large wagon full of fruit. Mm-hmm. And all that. Have you seen? Have you seen them or had any encounters with them? He says, uh, uh, "Yeah." Folks around here really like that that stuff, don't they? We seen them. So they uh they got this wagon um uh, come in, probably just like what Garen told you, like you say every every two weeks about. Sometimes overflowing with the stuff, others less so, but they're they're mostly pretty reliable. Uh, this time of year though, they might slow down a little bit, getting cold. Not really sure how uh. How they're able to do this year round, but folks around here don't ask a lot of questions. Uh, personally, I I didn't trust anything that coming out of those mountains. So you've never <clears throat> tried the fruit or know anything about its palatability or how good it is? <clears throat> Couldn't say. Uh, my kin and I prefer to live on what we raise ourselves. Try to be as self sufficient as we possibly can. Very good, very commendable of you, so always good to be self sufficient as much as one can. Uh he he <clears throat> nods nods respectfully. Um so over at the blacksmith. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> it's I imagine the camera shot like pulls up <laughs> from from this incident at the uh the farmer's stall. And we pan over just as a little bell over the door dingles, and uh, uh, Lug hulks his way in to the blacksmith's shop. 
um, Renthal behind him. Um, I, I yield the floor to you two gentlemen. All right, so <laughs> Renthal, uh, uh, the the facade as we know it is back on. Mm-hmm. Or which one's the facade and which one's the real Renthal? Who knows? Who knows? But uh, his his usual laconic demeanor is back on. He just, he just kind of skulks his way in. Uh, towing the, the floor a little bit. Bored. Okay, now, do you want to go the route of me being intimidating and you asking all the questions? Or me trying to get the blades or weapons and you go on about how shoddy and how unappreciated these weapons are and they're too high of a price? Uh... Renthal kind of looks over at where the blacksmith might be lurking and then looks back at Lug and says, You know what? My weapons really don't need sharpening. I just came over here to ask some questions and I need an excuse. I agree with you, but I'm trying to figure out the angle we go at it. Because I can always go at it. You see, as in the person that's looking for weapons, you go at it and say, oh, these weapons are shoddy. What does he know? Oh, and then lean into the questions I was in. Oh, this is what I do know. To prove you folks, uh, you're wrong, city folk. (laughs) And Rintal just kind of thinks about it. And he just goes, I was just going to be direct. I'll let you for two. <laughs> and then, then uh, Renthal nods, and then just suddenly the the demeanor of being done with everything is back on, and he just kind of sidles up to the blacksmith. Yeah, so... Howdy! <laughs> so while you guys are having this, this loud, whispered conversation... <laughs> For like a minute and a half as you come into yeah. this shop, um, the the dwarf who runs the place is standing there just like watching you the entire time um, and heard everything <laughs> that yeah. you said, uh, the entire exchange. And he he's kind of standing there, uh, arms crossed, um, kind of an, a, an amused look on his face. <laughs> and uh, um, when you guys break out of your huddle um, and, and come up to him, uh, he says, uh, you ready? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, by chance, you got any interesting arrows about? Interesting arrows about? Interest in how? Like, arrows that you never seen before? Arrows that make you ponder the great hereafter? What, what sort of interest in arrows are we looking for here, friend? Uh, the arrows that interest you, good sir. Because they're interesting to you. They'll be interesting for me, and then they'll be worth my money to spend. <laughs> he points to your to your right, and he says, uh, "Got a display selection. All our arrows over there uh, for you to peruse." Yes, but is there anyone in particular? Because. We seem to be going towards a dangerous direction, and we want to have the best arrows to go in through a dangerous place. What kind of check do you... I, I want you to make a... 
Oh, what should we make here? So you're trying to convince him to show you, like, the good stock, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you need to convince him that you're on the up and up. Did you say this is more persuasion or deception? Um, I think probably persuasion. Okay. Not too bad. A 15. A 15. And plus one, so that's 16. He, uh, he critted his perception check. <laughs> so, um, I, I think he, I think he is, uh, pretty certain of where you guys are going and what's going on and that you guys aren't cops. <laughs> um, you're not part of some, like, guild association here to try to bust him up for selling any kind of experimental stuff. And so, he says, uh, you know, I wasn't too sure about you two when you walked in. Had that uh, that game plan there, but I got some stuff I can show you uh, down in the basement. If you're not happy with what you're seeing up here, oh, and he, you okay with that, Ren? Or do you think we should? Because I'm interested in this. What do you think? Yeah, Ren here's the brains of the folks. I'm just the muscle. And he, <laughs> he laughs at that, um, just like I did, and he. And he's he's in the process of turning to to Ren and says, uh, um, "What can I get you, Elf?" And uh, Ren just kind of sighs and just goes, "Well, I've heard that a lot of adventurers come through here, and did they come to you asking for some weapons that might be used?" To hurt, maim, destroy, or kill anything up near the mountains. He says, uh, shit, yeah, they come through here. I put all my kids through stonemasonry school down there in Waterdeep, sending them on field trips into the Undermountain, on the coin, fools like you boys <laughs> coming through here. So... Suffice it to say, I uh, I seen seen some folks coming through here. You're probably going off to the mountains, right? Is that your plan? Well, that's the plan, but we also plan to come back. And you know how well that works. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he gives uh, he gives like kind of a uh, a weird look <laughs> and says, uh, "So your your best course of action would be to." Uh, uh, you know what they say, you can't take your gold with you when you're gone, uh, might as well give it to someone who could appreciate it in the here and now. So, it would behoove you two gentlemen to, uh, make use of, uh, whatever you think is going to help you. Uh, I can sell it to you at a reasonable price, and you can go off and, uh, slay the dragon, or what have you. Oh, come on. Don't be silly. It's no dragon. Come on. Who would have a dragon at this time of year? Uh, he, uh, he points out the window at Ben. <laughs> and he's, uh, seen you come in with one. Oh, no, no, no. That's not a dragon. Uh, agree to disagree. <laughs> okay. Just someone who's been kissed by the dragon. That's not an actual dragon. Whatever you say, friend. 
And so, uh, yeah, he's happy to to show you this selection of probably pretty dangerous arrows um, that he would have. He wouldn't have anything like magical, so you're not going to get any kind of like wands or rods or anything like that. But he has um, he has some alchemist's fire, um, probably a batch that he's brewed himself, really with like all of the enthusiasm of like a gun shop owner who's learned that you're not a cop and has like lots of illegal stuff down in the basement to show off like very enthusiastic um he can talk to you about like the minutia of how the arrows are constructed the explosives that he thinks will work (laughs) with the arrows uh he's been promised um all the different poisons that some of the arrowheads have been laced with things of that nature and all this time, Luck has these, like, anime eyes to just, like, sparkle and all that. Just, <laughs> wow, as he goes on every yep. item. Uh-huh. Which I'm guessing Ryan is the complete opposite. I don't know. Uh, uh, well, Ren is, yeah, pretty much just motionless because he doesn't care for reasons um, that we'll find out soon. And uh, he just kind of looks at the blacksmith just unimpressed. And he goes, these other adventurers, did they come back speaking of anything specific? Or did they have any specific requests for any certain weaponry that they heard they had to use for the mountains? He puffs out his cheeks like like a big sigh and says, uh, to be honest with you, I heard it all. In terms of people coming back, though, not so much. So there's a good chance you get out there and you and your friends are are uh, uh, the chosen ones, as it were, <laughs> to, to that he kind of gives like a, another little side eye. You're going to find all kinds of my merchandise out there. I've had people come in asking for great swords, war hammers, Lots of folks disappointed that I don't sell magic stuff, but, uh, you know, man can only do so much around here. Not a set of skills I that I have. Uh, magic lacks that handcrafting touch that I imagine that you sell, pride yourself in. You know that's right. Uh, well, I would think kind of like at least those uh, fruit people that are near the mountains, you probably... He at least repair their wagons or give them some weapons to make sure they're protected. He says, uh, yeah, once in a while they'll come by, uh, ask me to, uh, take a look at the wagon, make sure it's doing okay. I've done, I've done some patchwork for them here and there. In terms of their, their weapons, sharpen their daggers for them. They've got axes that they brought in and have repaired or have, have the axe blades sharpened. Uh, imagine they're cutting out a lot of these, these, uh, trees of theirs, but... Those boys don't talk too much. Oh, well, I would imagine that their weapon says a whole lot more to an expert like you. <laughs> make a make a charisma check. Okay, just are you meaning as in like uh, performance or persuasion? Just or a just, just a straight just a straight charisma check. Yep. Okay. Woo! Matt twenty. <laughs> he. He laughs and he's like, uh, that's, uh, good thinking on you, friend. 
in terms of their weapons, like I said, they, they mostly just come in with these axes and these daggers. Uh, I've never seen any kind of, any kind of damage to them, uh, that would suggest they've ever seen any kind of, any kind of combat. This is ordinary, ordinary stuff. Never seen these boys coming with blood on their, on their weapons, nothing on, like I say, nothing to, to indicate that they've been doing much killing out there besides killing these pairs. That's rather interesting. What'd you say, Red? Uh, Red just kind of gives the uh, blacksmith that usual vacant look and says, Have you heard anyone complain about the pears? Um, he says, uh, No, haven't heard anything. think they're pretty good myself. Okay. And uh, <laughs> Red just kind of glances at Lug. And, um... Okay, you're right, you're right, you're right. <laughs> uh, I know, but it looks so good! <laughs> oh, come on! <laughs> he, he... The blacksmith just stands there giving you guys, like, a... Like, a... A look. <laughs> he's not... He's not really sure what this... What this act is. Like, what this... What routine you guys are trying to run here. Uh, it's just him... He was nice marks on me saying I'm wrong. That's the short end of it. He nods and he says, uh, so, uh, you fellas interested in buying anything today? Oh, yeah. I- I'm sorry, I got lost in knowledge and you're, you're just too good of a salesman. I got lost in your pitch. <laughs> I forgot about buying anything. <laughs> he says, um, well, I guess I can't be that good of a salesman after all, huh? Uh, what can I, what can I do for you today? What'll it be? Well, Ren, uh, you see anything in particular? Because you're the wise one. I bet, like, rather before I spend my money, you say something smart. So you probably know which out of beautiful <laughs> items here that I all want to have, which one actually is worthwhile. Uh, let's see here. I, uh, Ren just kind of gives Lug a look, but I want to have Ren use Divine Sense. Okay. Now, uh, Divine Sense, as an, as an action, you can detect good and evil. Until the end of the next turn, you can sense anything affected by the hollow spell, no location of uh, any celestial fiend undead within 60 feet that is not behind total cover. Okay. Uh, so that, like, I'm using that in the sense of if there's anything that is enchanted with good or evil in that 60 foot vicinity. Mm hmm. Um, nothing pops for you. And then, um, so in that case, uh, Ren just kind of gives Lug a look, and then the, the, the act is gone for a moment, he just says, well, he did call us fools, you still want to spend money here? <laughs> well, he's done such a good job! He did his spelling and everything, again, how often do you have a finely cooked that, like, fire spell right there. Like, he's got the herbs and spices and everything. His poisons, too. <laughs> the herbs and spices. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a <like> KFC. <laughs> the blacksmith's name is Harlan? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, look, uh, 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 Ren just kind of looks at Log and goes, my weapons are sharp. If you want to 
Be a fool and give him money. That's up to you. Well, okay, I'm loving the smell of your fire thing here. How about <laughs> one of those and some uh, ten of your special secret arrows? Like, something like you probably wouldn't like. That sound good for about two or three gold? He says, two gold will get you one or the other. I can't give you both for two. I can give you both for five. Well, how about this? How about four gold for both of them? Sold. Deal. Look, hand some of the four gold pieces. Okay. Let me work out here real quick what you've just bought. So, you wanted special arrows and you wanted fire arrows, right? Well, it was like the 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 sauce he was making, like some fiery brew. Yeah, I can I can't remember what you said. But it, was <laughs> it was like something was cooking, and like yeah, kind of want to have some of that. Yeah, so he's he has sold you four arrows that he's pretty sure have been uh, the the heads have been sort of imbued with his own special blend of alchemist's fire, which will do the arrow damage plus the explosion damage on contact, and then ten arrows that do um, a plus one damage. Thank you kindly. Mm-hmm. So you guys leave the blacksmith shop. Ben and Bing leave the market stall, uh, and you guys are reunited again at the cart outside of the old board inn. Well, it appears from what we've been told that our target appears to be in the mountains somewhere further down along the road. Yeah, though, I should warn you, yeah, the blacksmith said those that came around, their axes had no damage or blood on them. Hmm. So whatever is going on, Either they're able to avoid it, or they're able to keep it under control. Plus, we were told that some of the dairy farmers' cattle just that were grazing near the mountains just collapsed dead on their own from no apparent reason or attack. Now, that, that gives me a crazy theory, but did anyone else get any additional information? Well, they made it very apparent that they would not send anyone to show us the way. So they're very, very worried and scared of this area. And supposedly any wells dug in the area, the water was either bad or cursed or something. Did you, do you remember exactly what they said? I believe there was, <laughs> like, out of, <laughs> I do not remember, out of character. <laughs> it was something... Yeah, something about the water being bad from the, any wells that are dug in that area as well. So yep, something yeah, I just, some, yeah, I just something appears to be happening to the ground. But then that makes me wonder why does the fruit grow as well as it does? Well, I, I know like there I've heard tales of like some people will plant yeah, jewels with magic finger majiggies that. Will rare grapefruit, but suck the light out life out of everything else, like the area, the animals, the water, all just. Uh, what's that word? Um, you get evil inside you. What's that word? Possessed. 
No, 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 no. It's not the possess. It's the slowly eroding over time. Not that. Oh. Extracts the life sense out. Their life force out of them. Yeah, exactly. So the kind of like that essence goes into the food. Hmm. This makes me wonder what might be in those pears they are selling. Well, I got one. You might want to be careful when you bite into that. Who knows what you are actually consuming? Oh, come on. Ren already gave me the third degree. Do you have to be a two? (laughs) I'm not giving any for second or third degrees. I am just saying to eat cautiously. I'm not going to eat it, but I think I like it might have a clue inside. <laughs> we'll find and take your dagger and cut it open and see if there's a prize inside, like a Christmas plum. No, <laughs> I mean it so we can gain information. <laughs> I figured like this is additional information about the area we're gonna go to that this is a clue to. Lug, well, Lug grabs the pear around the top like he's strangling it, and is like, "Tell us who you work for." <laughs> Pear. <laughs> and unfortunately, I didn't learn talk to plants as a spell for today. How unfortunate. By the way, you're like right. Don't. Ren, you're right. Don't. Ren just kind of, uh, kind of just like sighs and goes, Here's what we'll do. If we go up to the mountains and see one of the farmers. We'll make them eat their own pears. <laughs> I like it. Wait, what? Well, we'll shove this into one of their faces, so if it's evil, we got a weapon against them. Fight fire with fire. What if they're immune? Right, they, are bringing, they are bringing them down to sell them to the general public. Of course, they are scared to death of them. Best course of action, then, is to... Go to this, to this mountain. Either way, we either run into the farmers or we find this this temple or fortress. One way or the other, it appears the mountain is our destination. Okay. Does anyone have undead ready? No, I don't have any undead with me. I left them at home before we left. <laughs> oh, well. Well, then we can't use that to our advantage, then. Oh, well. Does anybody have right. any undead? Ren just clambers back into the cart and puts his holy book over his face. Yep. Okay. I see you in your battle-ready position. <laughs> <laughs> and Ren just gives a thumbs up. <laughs> I grab the reins and I wait for our tabaxi friend to decide... How quickly he wants to mount up, or if he's going to ride him back as well. As decisionist, I have decided we are going to the mountains. Yeah, that's good. Bing Bing climbs on top of the horse. Let's go, Percy. (laughs) The horse's name is Percy? You've named the horse Percy? I named the horse Percy. (laughs) Somewhere far away there's a cough. Okay, so we uh, we leave the town, the sleepy town of Oakhurst, <laughs> behind us. Uh, as as the cart pulls away, you kind of see the townspeople in, in your wake, kind of coming together to to gossip about 
um, this latest group of adventurers um, marching off to their deaths. The the ride um, is is pretty uneventful into the mountain range. There, these are 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 low mountains. The road in there gets steep at, at points, but it's not something that's completely impossible for your for Percy to handle. But the horse does does tire quickly. Unfortunately, after one steep incline, uh, you do see an opportunity to to pull off to the side and rest and and water the horse. Do you want to keep pushing Percy on, or do you want to give Percy a break? I think we should give Percy a break. <laughs> yeah, so maybe we should lighten the load a little bit upon him. I've been watching my diet. <laughs> diet. Diet has nothing to do with it. That's an extra weight on his back while he's trying to. Oh, yeah, it, so it is be better for him for you for your weight to be further back in the wagon. Was Lug um walking behind the cart like like before? No, like as before, like going like between the trees and stuff, like hidden, like just like he's going like swinging from tree to tree, <laughs> using the rope and the uh, pit and the um, grappling hook. Okay, so he's my other commando. <laughs> <laughs> Can you can you Jaws make a George of, jo- of the jungle without the jungle? <laughs> just George. Just George. Watch out for the tree. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Oh boy, um, can you make a a con save for me just to see how you're how you're doing? Okay. This is this is a pretty a pretty difficult journey on foot. Okay, I forget. What do I add with con? Just the flat thing? Or... Just the. F- that's a good question, actually. Well, just for simplicity's sake, we'll say just the flat, just your flat modifier. Okay, so that would be uh, thirteen plus one, so fourteen. Or would that be saving throw? A save. Modifier? Yeah, I want the save mod. Okay, that would be plus three, so that would make that fifteen or sixteen. Okay, so you know that you're you're okay now, but if if Lug doesn't take a break um, and, and get a rest, um, you're gonna start pushing yourself to the point of exhaustion. Okay, um, so well, it's a good thing we're all resting. It's a good thing you are resting, and so poor uh, poor Percy is uh, detached from the. From the wagon and approaches the pond to start drinking. Uh, can can you all make a perception check, please? Oh boy, here we go. Perception plus two. Uh, Fifteen plus five. I'm, five. Too, I'm too busy tending the horse. Six. Who got the? I heard dirty twenty. Dirty twenty. Nine. And what about lug? I got an eight. A five plus three. <laughs> Okay, so I I imagine that there's probably some another sort of of petty like not quite argument but a, a dispute breaking out between um everybody except for Bing who has two two thoughts hit him simultaneously. The first is the wisdom of having the horse drink out of the pond um when you had heard the farmers talk about how the water here was cursed. That that kind of strikes you as not the best idea. And then, sort of uh, on the cliffside above above you, you see these four 
at first you think they're like saplings and and it would strike Bing as like that's a strange place for these trees to start growing on the side of the mountain um but then two of them jump down <laughs> um and start start advancing on on the party um so i need you to roll initiative I'm just yeah, making sure, like, is Lux still, like, stealthy in the trees or not? No. Uh, I, you're, you're resting, yeah. Uh, all right, we got a straight four. Ten. Thirteen for me. Sixteen. Okay, so, uh, Lug is up first. Okay, so Lug does see them, then, uh, Lug is gonna try this new fire one, since we're dealing with plants. Uh-huh. And out of his wrist comes out like a little hand crossbow. Okay. And fires off one of these fire arrows. Okay. So make your attack roll. Okay, that is a 16 plus 7, so that's a 22, I think. Okay, that hits. So roll your damage as if it was a normal attack, and then I'll handle the the extra flavor okay that is uh five plus three so eight okay so the arrow hits uh the first tree walking towards you um buries itself right in the the center of the sapling's trunk um just as it's like moving its its arm branches at you and it bursts into flames you you think that you hear like this high-pitched um shriek from it um and it it goes down ashes um so one down um, one gives a thumbs up and then bonus action reloads arrow all right ben you're up all right i see what's going on i position myself between whatever's coming towards us and possible and i put a hand one hand up in front of me and everyone suddenly sees the cerulean blue blast of pure energy come out of my hand and i cast eldritch blast all right and somehow I don't think a seven's gonna hit. Natural got had a natural one. No, uh, so that I don't like to have have ones be like a comical <laughs> failure unless it's like a situation that calls for it. Uh, so we'll just say that this Eldritch Blast, um, because maybe caught off guard by the the sudden uh, shrieking fire explosion. Um, Lost and... my footing a little bit at the end of the <laughs> edge of the pond there, and yeah. some mud, and it threw my aim off. Yep, yep. So it goes wide. The twig blights are up next. So let's see what oh, can they do. <clears throat> so we're gonna say that um, seeing what just happened to their friend, two of them are going to go after Lug. Uh, Lug the destroyer. Lug the burner. Lug the firebringer. And uh, the third will rush up and attack Ben. Um, so the two, so a nine, I'm guessing misses. 22 probably hits. Yep. All right. Two damage. Thank you. Um, so you just get like a, it's a claw attack. So this uh, like rigid tree, like branch fingers just um, scrape against an exposed part of your skin. Uh, and then on Ben, uh, that is a 21 to hit. That might hit. Might hit um, for 4 damage. Okay. Um, so a similar claw attack 
on on you. And so that's their turn. Bing Clawsby, you're up. So Bing has like this little back holster where his two daggers are. So he pulls out both daggers. Mm-hmm. And he goes to the closest one to Lug. And he attacks with the first dagger. 15 plus 7, that's a 22. That hits. Alright. Just a d4 plus 5. So that's, that's 9 damage. Okay. And I get my second attack. It's two weapon fighting. Well, are you attacking the same one? If it's still up, yes. Uh, it's not. So the first attack, um, you sliced it right in half. Okay. And there's so a, there's another good. shriek. Um, a little a little spurt of sap in the air, <laughs> uh, <laughs> which I cracked myself up over at dead visual. <laughs> and uh, I'm tired. It's been a day. Um, and Fair. so that's another one down. So there are, there are two still up. So there's still one. So, so your second there, attack. Right? Yep, there's still one by by lug. Uh, so twelve plus seven. That's nineteen. That hits. And I get sneak attack damage too. Okay. So four plus two is six. Plus my d six is ten. Ten damage. Okay. Uh, that one also goes down. So, uh, in my mind, you. Uh, you have the daggers, like your arms crossed like this, and swipe out and cut them both in half. Bursts of sap in the air. Probably get some on you, stuck in your fur. But they both go down. Um, there's one left. Um, and it's the one that attacked Ben. So Renthal is up. Alright, so Ren's up, and uh, it's kind of apparent that the, the laconicness is gone. Mm-hmm. Almost as if there's a complete demeanor change. Mm-hmm. And... Um, he just kind of rushes, and uh, there's one left, so he's going to go for with a dagger, throw a dagger at the, at the one that's up. Mm-hmm. And we have, we got a uh, 18. That'll hit. Okay, so it's 1d4 plus 2, that's 4 plus 2, that's 6, and we have two-handed fighting, so since that's light, he also has a light crossbow. Okay. So we're gonna see if we're gonna keep that going. So did you did he throw the dagger? He threw the dagger. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so we're going for light crossbow, and that that's a six. So that's probably not gonna hit. No, the crossbow doesn't hit. Okay. But the dagger did. And so what do we got for damage? Uh, the damage was six plus four ten. Okay. So it's uh, it's kind of like that the scene in Robin Hood at the archery contest where he uh, hits the bullseye and then he splits the arrow um, with the next arrow. So you you throw the dagger and uh, that twig had been it was like still bent over from the claw, and so the the dagger goes in what you would think functionally would be its head, buries itself in there, splits it from the top down, um, and it. It collapses. Sap leaking from, from the wall. I don't know why That's so funny to me. <laughs> Just this big pool of sap on the ground. Like the CSI guys are going to be like covering their mouths. <laughs> the the ant police that come here. Like, oh, this is gross. <laughs> 
<laughs> just a kid. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Man. Um, and we so have a serial arborist on our hands. Serial arborist. <laughs> He's just breaking branches over their knees. Oh boy. Um, that's why this is an acting game. Uh, so, uh, we are out of combat. You guys, uh, wipe them out. Uh, can I get some more perception checks though, please? Yes. Well, like he's gonna pull out one of his plane arrows and just kind of dip it in the sap. Okay. That's, that's just a seven. Thirteen I, for myself. Fifteen. Uh, uh, what about lug? Perception for uh, lug? Okay, that's but better. Twelve plus three, fifteen. Okay, so uh, Lug and Ren would see that uh, Percy, the horse, is starting to look a little grayer in the face. You might want to check on the horse. Okay, I go over and lead him away from the water. Um, Back towards the cart. Yeah, the horse resists at first... Still thirsty, but eventually gives in and allows you to lead lead him back to the cart. I pull out one of my own water skins and open the top off and pour some of that water into its mouth instead to dilute anything that might still be there so okay. I can get fresh water to drink. Okay, good. Yeah, so you guys uh, return to the cart and traveling. Um, Percy's moving a little bit slower, just like slightly slower and, and you're not sure if it's if the water is if the water from the pond did it like are your eyes playing tricks on you um is your is your own paranoia setting in from what the farmers told you about as you uh as you're traveling and it's not going to be too long until your next stop because you can see above you the path like the the ledge that the the twig blights would have been walking on to get to the point where they tried to ambush you and you see it kind of wrapping down and or wrapping around the mountain and headed off to uh, a a ravine, like a, a space cut into the rock. And the way that the road works, um, or the road is is shaped, there is a, a steep incline where you can get level with the ravine. And you would see other, now that you know what to look for, I think passive perception would make sense here. You can see other... What might be twig blights on along the rock ledge, but they may also just be you know actual trees or or dead brush or or whatever. Um, I get off of my spot on the wagon and start to lead Percival by the reins from the front to lower the strain on the wagon in case it's the the uphill upward climb and the uh-huh. altitude possibly getting to him yeah he seems appreciative of this gesture does does bing stay on the back though in the back of the on cart. on the back of the horse or is bing in the cart no, no i'm off the uh, off the horse now because because uh, we're getting like a, more like a steeper elevation right yeah but yeah he would have gotten off because he would yeah. you know once okay. ben says that the the weight may be an issue after being offended for like five seconds, he, he got a horse. <laughs> He's like, well, you got a point. Okay. Uh, just making sure just visually how this works. So, And then I think Lug is probably trailing far, like not far behind, but further behind, just trying to take it easy. Um, yeah, and mostly kind of like trying to investigate the sap 
see if like there's something off because something's not right about the sap in these trees. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what. Yeah, so we'll we'll investigate the sap further here in a in a minute. Um, ben, once you get to the the top of this particular incline, looking down into the ravine, you see about a fifty foot drop. You see a few more what you're certain would be twig blights because they're moving around the entrance to the to what you would think would be the the temple that you're looking for. There is this this very old stone um, entryway cut into the rock, like carved out of the out of the mountainside. What a- appears to have been like the beginning of a couple of um, columns on either side of this entrance underground the ground Hello, is just gentlemen, i mm-hmm. think we see what we've come here for location wise anyway yep this is definitely this is definitely it yep and that does explain why they wouldn't have any blood on their axes now mm-hmm. if they're fighting anything would have perhaps just that sap that you collect like what you collected earlier yeah, I wonder what's about it. It's like very odd. What did you say? Uh, not being an expert on tree sap per se, I couldn't t- say, but uh, just the fact that it came from a creature like that, to me, would make it unusual. Yeah. So if you if you want to make a, a nature check, um, you're welcome to. It's a bad 20. Uh, and I got plus zero, so... Plus zero. Okay, so... Lug would would know that for creatures like this, um, there's always some sort of, of blood substitute, right? And so the sap is functioning in, in that kind of a way. But as far as it being... I, I think what you're probably thinking out of character as suspicious in, in any way... Um, that's that's not the case. He w- he would understand that this is uh, this is part of just how sort of animating this sort of natural objects or, or natural creatures how they how they exist. Uh, Ren kind of looks at Lug and says, "Check the fruit." And yeah, you're supposed to notice that the demeanor's dropped. Lug immediately is checking the. And pulled out a dagger and tried to inspect the fruit. Okay, make another nature check. If it's another 20. Then that... I doubt it. I didn't doubt it. <laughs> We're getting closer to a beholder with each roll. Yep. Okay, this is a four. So that explains why I have the bad 20. Yeah, so you, you cut into this pear and it's very juicy. Um, you get uh, some of the juice all over your hands. It looks delicious, actually. Um, make a make a will save for me. <laughs> okay. A will oh, save. I think not. Like that's a thirteen, and so that's plus one. So that's a fourteen. So odds are I failed. <laughs> Yeah, um, without even realizing it, you have, like, you cut into the pear, it, like, gets all over your fingers, and so you kind of reflexively start, like, sucking the juice off your fingers, and then, uh, you're like, this is actually really good, and then take a a big bite. Um, and actually, you'll probably fit the whole half of the thing in your mouth at once, 
and are just like, yeah, this part, are pretty good, guys. <laughs> I can't help it, it's so delicious. Only one silver, this is a steal. <laughs> so that, that, that just happened. <laughs> <laughs> and Brandon just kind of looks at Lug and goes, if you feel sick, you know what? I agree. It's magically delicious. Uh, you don't You don't feel any different at all. I mean, satisfied. Uh, you, you worked up, you know, you had the hardest trek up the mountain. So I I think there's some, this, this is actually like a, a really good pair. <laughs> I was being more like Fruit of the Loops. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh, yeah. Got it. (laughs) (laughs) Got it. (laughs) Letting you know. Very refreshing. As as much as a piece of fruit can be refreshing, that's how you're you're feeling. As you see the the twig blights kind of like unsure of why (laughs) what just happened. But they're watching you. They're watching you guys. Oh, well, I suppose stealth at this point is probably out of the question <laughs> since we've been seen. Yeah, I, I think the the big dramatic, uh, <laughs> like the revelry, the revelry of the bug, the seven foot tall bugbear with this this pair that he has found that has changed his life, um, would would have given you away. So.